Hey, this is Mariah with Saving Your Women Inc. podcast titled Doing Life with God. I am the host. Make sure that you follow me on Instagram, Mariah Will Succeed. And also follow Saving Your Women Inc. on Instagram and like us on Facebook as well. Make sure that you're sharing the podcast with your community, your groups, your group chats. And also make sure that you guys are writing reviews just to let us know how the podcast and how the episodes are assisting you in your everyday life. Whatever you are going through, you can also email us at savingourwomeninc at gmail.com or you can personally email me mariahwillsucceed at gmail.com. So I was going through my journal. Um, I, I guess it's like my sermon notebook and my journal at the same time. And I was just reading some stuff that I had wrote. Because I was like, okay, what well, I'm going to talk about today if I'm not doing the episode that I wanted to do. So God, I just pray that you give me the words to say for the people that listens to this podcast and for the people that listen to this podcast. So I pray that they get not just a word, but a life changing, something that can nourish them for not just the rest of the week, but for the rest of their lives. Because that's the goal, is to change how we do life with God for the rest of our lives. That it progresses, that it goes from glory to glory every day. Uh, not Nothing being stagnant, nothing staying the same, that when they stop listening to this podcast, they can go be great in you. So God, not my words, not my will, but yours. Your word and your wills in me. Okay? So... Moving along, so I was writing in, well, I was reading in my journal, just the stuff that I wrote, and one of the things that I had wrote, I noticed, um, I was just basically stating, like, you know, how God was blessing me, and I, I can feel his blessings all over me, I can feel the change, like, I can almost taste it, and I can see it, like, I can see, I can see things shifting, I can see, I can see things changing, and and as I began to write, I noticed that I didn't say this, but just by my wording, I just felt like I was questioning God, um, not questioning him, but also more than likely, I'm going to break it down, more than likely feeling unworthy of the blessings that is over my life. And I had to, as I was reading this, I'm like, man, I, I, I can see and I can feel unworthiness as I'm writing this. And I was like, God, like, what is that? Like, I can remember even as a kid, you know, having things, having so much things and having also being without, I can remember all of those things. And I remember this one time, this time, maybe I was in high school, I was like getting everything that I wanted. I was getting like so much, so much stuff, like literally, and it came to a point like more than likely every weekend or maybe every other day. I'll have a new pair of shoes. Like, I kid you not, like literally. Um, <clears throat> and one day I was like, I think something about to happen. I was young, maybe like in 10th grade, maybe. Probably so. Ninth grade. I would probably say ninth grade. Yeah, ninth grade. And I was like, maybe something is about to happen. Like, what's going on? Not not something about to happen. Like, did my mama get some new money, like, like, you know, where she can, I didn't even question that, because my mom, she was a provider, she, of course, she always made a way, um, but I was more so questioning God and his blessings that he was giving me, and I was just like, maybe something bad about to happen, like, this, this is just too much stuff that I'm getting, like, I can't believe this, and 
<clears throat> it's not that, that I never had nothing, but when you also experience not having anything or ex- experience, I wouldn't say not having anything, but also experiencing a drought of the things that you desire or things that you can't get. And then also having an experience of an overflow of an abundance of glory just falling continuously, <clears throat> you probably, you are still stuck in that seizing of that drought. And when you bring that attitude from the drought over to the overflow of God's blessings and the generational blessings, you kind of still have a residue of the drought. If I'm if I'm explaining this correctly, so it's like you still have you still have not left the attitude of the drought in the drought season, right? You're bringing the attitude, the negativity, the doubt. The worry, the stress, the stress, the frustration, the anger, the bitterness—you're bringing all of that into the new season of the overflow. And then this is where the unworthiness comes from. That's what God was showing me. Um, and He was just basically saying, He was like, "You feel unworthy." He's talking to me now. You feel unworthy because you still brought that same at the the drought season. You brought that attitude to the to the blessings when you should have the, or remain and sustain the same attitude, even when you're in the drought season, um, you should still have my grace and my mercy upon you. You should still have the fruits of the spirit. You should still have a mind like Christ, even when you're in the drought season. So you don't have to worry about bringing that same attitude. You don't have to worry about bringing that same, um, mindset, that same heart, into the new season that I provided for you. So that's where the unworthiness comes from. And so I had, I was just like, as I was reading, I was just like, wow, like, are you serious? And this is also why it's important to write down in like a notebook, whatever you have, your phone, whatever you have, just because when you do go through things or when when you're even in a drought season, you can go back and see how God has blessed you. And I was listening to this from different sermons. I would hear people say it all the time. Like you need to write down in your notebook when good things happen, when bad things happen, but more importantly, when good things happen, because you're going to go through a season where you feel like nothing is happening and you can go back and read and you can, you can see how, how God moved for you in this moment. You can see how, you know, God, um, made a way out of no way, how he had miracles, signs and wonders for you in this season. And you can have hope when you read those things that he did it before he could do it again. And God, that I know that you're capable, you're able to do it again. So God, I'm going to sit in this season with praise. I'm going to sit in this season, not, not being bitter, not being, uh, not having a cold heart, not having an evil, angry mindset. I'm going to be in this season. I'm going to get what I need out of this season so I can move over to the next level with a new mindset, with a new heart, with the new eyesight, with the new ears, with, with new everything. Because I don't want to just have the new things to make it look like I'm in a new season, but my heart is still the same. That's the whole word because I didn't have any of that written down. I didn't, I didn't even know what I was going to say today. That's a word for somebody. Um, I was actually reading. Let me. This just like touched my soul. Let me go to his actual Instagram. So Chandler Moore is a singer slash pastor minister. This is what I say. He's a singer, though. Um, I would say he's a, a lead director, well, I guess, because he goes from different choirs and like 
gets them together. I don't know what to call it, but I'm just saying a singer, songwriter. So Chandler Moore also has this one group called Maverick City Music. If you have not, if you have never heard of Maverick City, Maverick City Music, you are missing out. That's all I'm gonna say. Go get your life together. Go on Apple Music, go on Tribal, YouTube, look up Maverick City Music and listen to that music. It's worship music, but it's a different kind of worship worship music on the next level, on some 2020 style, mixed with a little bit of old school and a little bit of new school. Okay. Maverick City Music will change your life. Okay. It will change your life. But so now back to it. So he um he had a message yesterday morning, and I'm going to read the message. So it says, moving on isn't healing. Sometimes the Lord allows things to happen to reveal to us that we aren't as healed as we think we are. He allows triggers and allows things that look like attack to show us where we still haven't trusted him. Okay, so he allows triggers. I'm repeating that part because it's important. He allows Okay, he's God. He's the creator. He has all the power. Can nothing happen without him allowing that. So when things happen, make sure you ask God, God, why did you allow this to happen? Show me what I need to get out of this, that you allow this to go on. And not only that, God, what's going on inside of me that I allow this to happen to me, that I subjected myself to this situation or to this person or to this thing. Right. That's a whole word in itself. But he says he allows triggers and allows things that look like attack. I'm sorry, to look like attack to show us where we still haven't trusted him enough to actually heal and make us whole. Next slide says, I felt excited recently and realized that I still haven't healed completely from things that were said about me to me that weren't true. I've moved on, but haven't healed. Because moving on and healing is two different things, okay? Because moving on is not a process. Moving on is when you just get up and go and to the next situation, to the next whatever, right? But healing is a process, okay, baby? Sometimes you may have to heal even while you're still in a relationship with somebody and the relationship ain't even completely over, okay? Healing is a process. Healing is something that you don't wake up and just dismiss, right? Oh, I'm over this. We done with that. That ain't, you know, it is what it is. No. Healing is a process and healing is mostly more so the hurtful ex I can't it's it's so hard to explain because healing will man, how can I explain this? Healing will um humble you in, in many ways and it will seem like you're picking yourself apart through the process because you see you more than you see somebody else that that you think caused the situation. And this is how I know the difference when somebody is actually healing and when they're actually not healing. Just because me, myself, me going through healing processes, I had to learn and I had to notice that this is so hard because it's like, God, so is you blaming me in the situation? Because every day I wake up and I'm healing it seems like I'm finding more issues within myself and more problems within myself than the situation or the person that I feel like caused the situation or the issue. And I was like, no, that's a part of the healing process because I'm showing you you so we don't have to get back in the situation or not repeat the cycle of the situation. Well, I'm showing you you so you know how to react in a situation that it comes up again, right? I'm showing you you 
So you can have a mind more like Christ than somebody else and try not to react or try not to get revenge. I'm showing you you for me. I'm showing you you for you, right? Not for nobody else's healing process has nothing to do with the person that caused it. Healing has nothing to do with the person apologizing. That's not a part of the healing process. So if you ever thought that part of the healing process was waiting for someone to apologize, I'm here to tell you that I'm sorry. That's not it. I'm here to tell you if you thought the healing process was somebody bringing you flowers, that's not it. It has everything to do with you. And sometimes the healing process may get lonely. Sometimes the healing process is not the most is is never the most beautiful thing until you see it from a spiritual eyesight. You can see what God is doing, even in the ugly part of the healing process. That's the only way that it can become beautiful, through the spiritual eyesight, not the physical. Because the physical eye is more of a selfish mentality. The physical, the world's eye, the world's view is more of a a me, 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 you did this to me, pointing fingers. If you ever find yourself pointing fingers of who did something to you, just know that you're, you're not in the healing process. Right. Maybe your heart wants to be there, but you're not there because the healing process has everything to do with you. Don't nobody really want to go through that. But that's another story. So let me finish. Let me actually finish this. So the second slide said, I felt attacked recently and realized that I still haven't healed completely from things that were said about me to me that weren't true. I've moved on, but haven't healed. My immediate response was to go into defense mode and to try to prove myself. Then my secondary my secondary response was to just not care at all, do the whole carefree attitude thing. Both were unhealthy defense mechanisms. Hmm. The third slide says, as I started praying about it, I felt like the Lord was saying, let me heal it for real. So you can see this with the mind of Christ and not the mind of hurt and past trauma. The fourth slide says, said all that to say, get the mind of Christ about what's in front of you, your circumstance, your situation, right? He always has a higher, deeper perspective. Sometimes we may not be able to see it, but we have to be humble enough to know that it's not our perspective, Hmm, which I was just saying a second ago about what the world how the world sees the healing process how the world sees or how people see or how a man sees physically what the healing process should be which is an apology right something addressed to them something that make it seems like that you're bowing down to them that is not the healing process if your healing process is depending on someone else doing something for you or to you you have filled yourself because that ain't healing that may be a temporary feel but it ain't healing the healing process is hard, baby, because it's a reflection in the mirror of who you are in this very moment. It's a reflection in the mirror of how far your relationship with God is going in this moment. It's a reflection in the mirror to even confirm do you even have a relationship with God? Because of how your perspective is on the on the process that you're going through, how your perspective is on the situation or the circumstance that you're going through, it will question everything about you. But that's the whole point because it's questioning everything that is not like God in you, right? To rebuild everything that is of God in you. That is part of the healing process. Let's come on, people. Let's go. Okay. So the next slide was point two, heal for real. 
Don't just move on or move cities or change relationships or change churches or change pastors or change jobs. Heal, period. Because what's in you will follow you into everything new, okay? This, the slide that he made was so good, I had to make a podcast out of it. And that wasn't even my whole plan. That was not my plan. That wasn't my plan, but I felt this so hard yesterday when I read it because this is something that I'm going through. I'm I'm kind of I'm in the middle of it, but I'm not I'm I haven't completely I haven't just started it. I'm in the middle of this process, but of just healing from everything, like loosing everything. And it's something that I pray for God, give me a pure heart, give me a clean heart in order for him to give me a clean heart or to re, just refresh, revive my heart. He has to purge everything that I've been suppressing, purge everything that I've been holding in, purge everything that is not like him in me, which is part of the healing process. The whole time that you think that you're healing healing from a man, whole time you're healing from yourself. Whole time that you think that you're healing from a situation where your family did you wrong, whole time he's showing you you and not your family. Because you won't even be able to deal with your family until he shows you you. You won't be able to deal with the thing that's in front of you until he shows you you. Okay? But this is, oh my God, yes. I'm stopping stopping it right here because I did say it was going to be short even though I want to be longer. But, you know, I have things to do, guys. So I'm sorry. But this was so good. This is so good. Thank you, Chandler, for, for the slide. God was, God is in you, but this was, this was God when you wrote this. You thought it was for you, but it was for somebody else, okay? This is how God does, literally, like the very thing that you're, the very thing that you preach about, that you give advice about, that you speak about when God is in you, you go through that very, you go through that same thing. Every time, I remember I um, said this on a podcast, I was recording, uh, when I first started recording the podcast, everything that I talked about, everything that God would have me write down and talk about the next day or that same week, I would go through the very thing that he had me talk about. But now I it's gradually turning into more so experience conversation than it is me giving you a conversation of what God has given me. And at the same time, the experience is still coming from God because I'm looking at it from a mind of Christ. I'm looking at it from a perspective of Christ and not through a perspective of, of Mariah. So everything that I say comes from God, period. So, but no, so this is so exciting. So, um, this podcast was short, but kind of not, it was kind of not short at the same time, but make sure that you guys follow Saving Our Women Inc. on Instagram and Facebook. Pray for me because I'm trying to be more consistent on the social media, on the business site. I just got to come up with a strategy. Pray for me, okay? Pray for my marketing strategy because she don't have one yet. She just be speaking the word or whatever God tell her to speak. That's that's who I am at this point, okay? And I'm okay with that. Everything else will get figured out later. Okay, so, but still pray for me, okay? But make sure y'all follow us as well. Um, Make sure you follow me. Mariah will succeed on Instagram, okay? And share the podcast, write a review, rate us, what you don't like, what you like, you know, we don't care about, we care, but we don't care because sometimes certain opinions are not needed. Sometimes criticism is needed, right? What could we do more? What what do you guys expect? And do you want more fun? Do you want more people on the podcast? Something that I'm praying about? I don't know, but 
And make sure that you tune in next week on Wednesday at 9 a.m. Humility versus conforming. I'm not, that's not the title. I think I'll probably just keep it. I'll make that the title. I'm not for sure. But it's going to be so dope how we're going to break this down. We're going to grab your lives together in a professional mindset, in a spiritual mindset. Because they're basically really one. But people don't know that, though. People, people can't differentiate that. But that's you know, we're going to help you with that. So thanks, guys, so much. Have a good one. Have a good week. Have a blessed life, a blessed week. May God intervene. May God, may his glory fall down on you this whole week, the rest of your lives, that you that your relationship with God beca- begins to go, go from glory to glory to glory to glory, that it never stops. We out.